<laughs> what's good? Yo. Listen, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Secret Filmmaker Society podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Joshua Tubbs, alongside Jay Wills. And, and yo, honestly, hold on. Sorry to cut you uh-huh. off. If you're from Toronto, you're in the middle of this heat wave and it's, it's crazy. But hey, man, I'm not complaining because it gets cold. And when it gets cold, I don't do anything. So, you know. No, man, is allowed for. Be, 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 be complaining. Nah, no complaints. <laughs> About any of this weather because Ain't no yeah, complaints. When it's cold, man, there's like, you can't do anything. Yeah, which, you know, actually, just get the ball rolling. Let's talk about what we want to talk about. With this heat comes the great, great pleasure of just going out and shoot. Mm-hmm. It's been a blessing, actually, to just go through these years of, of shooting and, like, always coming up with new ideas and coming up with new things. But I feel like right now, we're at a time where it's like, we just got to go out there and shoot. Mm-hmm. Get your ideas out there, even if it's bad. Mm-hmm. But nothing's bad, you know? You're just learning. Learning to get better. Well, it could be. <laughs> no, no, no. It's true, yeah. Nothing is bad. Nothing is wrong. Everything is a learning experience, you know what I mean? But... That whole thing of like going out and shoot, that's like I think the most important thing that people need need to do. Like actually getting out there, putting your stuff out there. Before even getting to that point, you have to go create it. You know what I mean? And it's getting past that whole idea stage. Cause like we all have amazing ideas, you know, but it's like if we don't actually go out and execute on them and actually physically create the content that we're thinking about, it's like it's never gonna come to fruition. And like you said, with this good, great weather, especially here in Toronto, depending where you're listening from, you might be in somewhere where you always have warm weather. You're lucky. If you're like in LA, you're lucky. If you're in Miami, Miami, is Atlanta like that? Atlanta's pretty warm. Okay. Yeah. If you're out there, y'all lucky. You guys get the warm weather 24 seven, but especially if you're in like Toronto, New York, anything on the East coast, we are used to getting that cold weather where it just stops so much creativity because you can't physically do it so especially in this couple like these months right now we have i think everyone needs to be going out there and just go shoot anything even if you don't have a project on the go if you don't have a clients to shoot just like yo grab a friend grab a muse grab somebody that can just be in front and then like go like shoot whatever you possibly can to like start creating your content i think i think the whole motive behind just going out and shooting is learning developing new skills and trying to find ways to to separate yourself and that can literally come with like you know learning learning things and then going out and doing it like if you want to try adding new effects some some overlay graphics and stuff like that go out there and shoot but i mean there's 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 endless list of possibilities and like the only way to get better and the only way to really to really push yourself, I feel, is to like just to do even the things that you don't really want to do, even if it's like you're trying something out, because you just never know. You never know, like, yeah, you might want to be getting into music videos and you might not have a music video project to do at the moment. But like if you go out there and you like grab your new pair of, I don't know, whatever type of shoes you just your bought. Your Clarks. Your new Clarks. <laughs> yes, your new Clarks. Put it on a stand or something and shoot. Try something different. Try something new. Like, have the light and play with the light. Mm. You know, try doing different things because, hey, man, you never know when you can take that that technique and transfer it over to that music video or whatever it is that you're, you're trying to do. What's the last thing you think you've done that you... Uh did something randomly that wasn't for anything, but like you just kind of like had an idea and then later on you used it like for a project. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I think that's one of my big, that's one of my biggest problems. And that's why this discussion is happening right now. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's something I realized that I need to do for myself as well. It's like, you know, just go out and shoot, practice new things, Mm -hmm. try new things. I actually had a shoot and I shot like a candle and I'm like, all right, cool. How can we make this a little bit more interesting? I'm like, let's play with the lights. So I grabbed like a big black cardboard. There's like styrofoam actually. And I like fanned it over the light. So it like, kind of like blacked it out. Uh, but if you see it, it looks pretty dope. It's like, it looks like, it looks like the sun is setting kind of in a sense where it's like, it's this shadow starts, starts overcasting. Yeah. That's what it looks like. It looks like overcast is just coming over gotcha. the thing. So it's like literally it's just like overcast, this shadow, just this big shadow comes and after it's like, it's kind of, it's not pitch black, but mm-hmm. it's dark. And then after it's like the light comes back up. 
True. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something like that happened where like I've done something where just for fun or for practice that like came into play. And I know there's probably so many times where that's happened, but I just can't think at the moment. But like realistically, there's so many times where you will actually like do things in the field just for fun. And then when you're on a client shoot or you're on a project or you're working on something, you realize, oh, damn, like because I did this over there, that definitely can work. But, yo, that's one thing. Like going on a shoot, I think that's like important as I like for people to go into there because a lot of times the ideas don't get out there because we don't actually physically go there and create it. And then the next part, I think, is like putting your work out is the next the next part of that yeah process. you gotta start yeah don't be afraid to put your work mm-hmm. out i'm trying to think of like when it's a bad time to put your work out and there isn't ever a bad time you need to put yourself out there you need to get out there and i think that helps you more than it helps anybody else like find a client or something i, I feel like that's something that helps you in terms of like building confidence um and just being comfortable with yourself and your work without being overcritical because you will get the comments of people saying like oh this is good or whatnot regardless of like how good or bad it actually is but you know there's always gonna be people people out there rooting for you but it also gives people an understanding of like where you are and people that might be willing to reach out and help you develop can understand and know like hey you're at this point in your life i'm building up this type of agency or this type of whatever it is that they're building up I want you to be a part of it, but I also want to help you grow. Well, true, because like the one thing is like, yeah, not putting the work out there. There's like two things, I think. It's like we can get to a point where we're so, we keep our work so precious and treasure to us. And I get that. Like it's 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 different when it's like, it's art, right? Because now it's something we've created. It's something we put our blood, sweat, and tears into. And then like, you may not think it's good enough or you may not want to share it or you might not think it's ready. Cool, but if you don't ever put it out there, it's not going to get a chance to get that feedback and you're not going to get a chance to see how people react to it and really kind of gauge where you're at or gauge what the marketplace is at and all those type of things. So like the first, the whole process of like, before it even gets to like where we're going and we're breaking everything down right now, I think that's the thing. We're kind of going through a process of like, first get out and shoot. Second, putting your stuff out there. And now, like, putting it out there just to be consumed, meaning, like, put on your Facebook, put on your Instagram, put on what the hell ever platform you have to get it out there. But, like, get it out there. Getting your stuff out there and practicing and stuff like that is what's going to get you the opportunities that you're searching for Mm -hmm. more than knocking on doors without anything. Because, like, once you get to that point, it's like, all right, cool, yeah, you're here now. It's like, what can you do? It's like without the practice to show your skills and like the diversity of your work, then it's really hard for you to to get the opportunities that you're actually knocking on doors and cold email, cold calling and stuff mm. for. So, I mean, it's just you got to go out there and shoot. It sounds it sound it might sound annoying. It might sound like something that, you know, that you need to do already. But it's like challenge yourself every time you go out there and shoot as well. And I think that's like a reoccurring theme, as I've said, that like i try to do with like my friends and my peers or it's like challenging them but it's like sometimes if you like not everyone has someone that they can talk to about these things so it's like yeah you got to like just challenge yourself and try to figure out how to get to the next level because not everything it's not not everything's a standstill mm-hmm. like where you are right now doesn't mean that's like your potential that's your where you're plateauing. yeah exactly no. so it's like you got to get to the, the next that next level and that one thing you said too about having having something to show I think that's the one thing that's really important because a lot of people, like you said, like cold emailing, cold calling, all that kind of stuff. It's great because, you know, you have the skill, but if you don't have anything to show for it, it's like people. I don't know if you guys watch How to Make it in America. I fucking love that show. There was an episode where Cam in the show goes to I think it's Gigi's dad because Gigi's dad's like super rich. And he's like at the art show, the art gallery for Gigi's art gallery. And he goes to her and he's like. He comes with an idea. He's like, look, I got a crazy idea. I just need you to invest in it because her dad's supposedly a millionaire or something. And he's like, Cam, you come with me with all these ideas. Why don't you go out and create something and then bring it to me and then we can talk, right? And it's like, that's how you have to look at, I think, at the uh, the work with your video work. It's like, you got to create something first before, like you said, the opportunities come and all that stuff. And it comes more and it comes organic and it comes quicker when you start putting things out there. Like, even if it's just like, again, going out and shooting some random stuff that doesn't have to be for a client, doesn't have to be for anybody, just like passion projects, something you just want to try out. That will bring in people and bring in the opportunity, like 100%. And again, it's like, once you build that there, 
the rest will come. But then it's not just that. <laughs> I think it's not just only that where it's like you can uh, create it and they will come. Like what's that? What's that movie where they're like, I think it's Angels in the Outfield or something. When like if you build it, they will come. That, oh man, there's a movie where they kept saying like if you build it, they will come. And then the guy builds like a baseball field, and then like all these people come to like start playing. I think it's Angels in the Outfield. Sounds like it's it's an old movie. But like that notion, that thought process, I think is not good because we, no matter what, we we live in a world where everyone's doing a lot of similar things. Like there's a lot of competition. Like even in this video world, like you don't have to see this competition. But at the same time, like you can see this competition as well. So it's like, what's gonna make you stand out? You know, what's gonna make put you out there? It's not just putting it there and thinking that it's gonna come to you. Now it's the next part of distribution. I think that's a part that a lot of people aren't folk people are and aren't focusing on you know what i mean it's you po- you do something you go out and shoot cool check mark next one you put your work out there check mark now the distribution part to get it in front of the eyes that's the part that i think a lot of people too haven't been thinking about there's so much there's so much things that i feel falls under this idea of going out and shoot mm-hmm. where it's like going out and shoot could easily be like go out and shoot meet new people go out and shoot collaborate with new people go out and shoot you know what i mean like oh like what, what it comes with yeah like yeah what it comes with that helps you get to like you know those steps that you're talking about where it's like you go you shoot and like you just never know because like you go out and shoot with like a random person and after it's like you build that relationship with them then after it's like it goes from just going out and shooting to like hey like my so-and-so knows this person or this person hit me up mm-hmm. me and this person me and this person talked before but you know i wasn't at that level yet and now they're hitting me up so that's like you just never know so then now it's like it goes from like you're going out there and shooting and practicing to like you're getting those big contracts or those big um gigs that you've always wanted just because like you've naturally built a team mm. that and allows relationships yeah, that allows for, like, you know, those people to come knocking and you having those opportunities to, like, you know, get your work distributed on, like, a bigger scale. True. Like, even that, like, the fact, like you're saying, too, of what it comes with, like, yeah, going out and shooting, you're going to meet people. You're going to be able to, like, build authentic relationships. Um, and it brings people together. Like, that's one thing. Like, if you think about every other industry, you know what I mean? Like, look at, like, um, I don't know, let's say tech like programming that's not necessarily something where you can like meet new people every day you know what i mean you're yeah. stuck in front of the computer typing like filmmaking making videos and shooting is the one thing where like yo you're able to like meet so many people like every day you should be making new friends every single day because it's like you go out there you need you need a subject to shoot right necessarily yeah, yeah you can shoot objects you can shoot different things cool you can shoot uh product stuff but like, there's going to be times where you're going to want to shoot with, like, real people, like, and shoot, like, or have yeah. real people interact with that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and your recent experiences, because mm-hmm. I know you've you've been, like, going out and shooting with mm-hmm. people, like, what, what's, like, the best experiences or the best takeaways from those? Yeah, like, I'll even say it. So, like, yesterday, um, shout out to Rory. Rory set up, like, this photo walk and kind of invited out a few people to come out and... We're trying to get like a muse to come uh, come out and model like for us, but like it just didn't work out. It was a weekday. And I would have came through. Bro. Oh, you would have been the muse. <laughs> but it all ended up being good. So like we went out. Um, there was four of us, uh, and really just kind of walking around trying to see like just different things and like. But majority of the time, oh, that's another thing. You just never know what you might walk and see, and it's and like actually, yeah. you never know like if one day you might need that again. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so big. Like, that's a big thing. Location, I feel, is, like, one of the hardest things. So, it's, like... Uh, that's true. You just never know, <laughs> I got bro. too excited for that. You just never know. That's like, true. you might run into something, you're like, yo, this is a sick thing. And after it's, like, you have a shoot, and they're like, yeah, we need, like, this gritty this. And it's, like, yo, I know Oh, I remember going by somewhere like that. Yeah, it's, like, yo, I need, like, this deserted something. It's, like, I know a place that's like that. Which, But the thing that sucks about Toronto is that they're quick. So, it's, like... Oh, like once if you something, go if something somewhere. go if something if something like you might be looking for a deserted something or something that's like you very isolated, but like we're quick on building up. If oh, you're in the yeah, states, man, yeah. you're so like there's buildings that have been buildings and areas that have been yeah, um, like a whole neighborhood that's like you know desolate I mean? and nobody's there. Yeah, no one's there, and it's been like that for however long. 
so now it's like we don't have we don't have those pleasures but you know you can always you can always like look around and figure it and out find one. that's like that um that abandoned building remember that time we went there back in the day you were shooting a music video and that, yeah it's probably not there anymore yeah and i think they well like it's yeah one is probably not there but i remember after it was locked up so quick like they realized people were going in and they, they closed it up um shoot just to finish up that but what i was saying before uh with the photo walk was like it was great like yeah we went there we walked around and took like photos but what was great was like meeting new people um like example rory me and him used to talk we talked on social media but we never actually met in person mm-hmm. so that was cool to actually meet in person and finally uh like meet and hang out and then the majority of times that whole photo walk was spent mostly having like just conversation about um film video uh gear what's important like just that's how you know what i mean being yeah, engulfed yeah. in that so that was what's great and the thing about it was um a lot of those guys that we were on the full walk with were actually real estate agents. So okay. it's not even like it's like film and videos are a full-time thing. So it's really like a yeah. passion thing for them. So it was cool too because now someone like myself who's full-time just doing video, I get to hear about also other things outside of film in the sense of industries of like real estate and stuff and how they're using it, how they're using film and video to help them in that industry. So yeah, it just going out and shooting and meeting new people, it also brings different things around and different people around that like expands your horizon. And now cool. Like who knows what, what could happen? Like I can maybe need a place to shoot a video and they might know a perfect spot because they're real estate agents. They're yeah, like, yeah. you know, been they there. So have access to something, you know, there's that. So you never know how things can turn out. So it's just like going out and shooting is the first step of it all, man. Definitely. But yeah, like the one thing you're talking about with like the locations, I think that's also perfect because like, yeah, there's so many times you can find locations when you're walking around in a shoot. You don't need it at the moment. And then like a month later, you get it. Well, the one thing was like when we're talking about like distribution and stuff, um, I just wanted to say with people like after like you go out and shoot, after you put your work out there and you think about distribution um, as creatives, like we have to realize that like it's half the battles getting getting the work out there. Right. Um getting out there and actually creating the work is like the first part of the battle we're talking about right now, which is why you need to get out and shoot. But that other part of like distribution is like, I think another 50% that people don't realize you have to put a lot into Um, getting it out there. It's not just posting it. Like if you, when we say get your work out there, yes, just post it to your social. That's fine. But we're saying if you want to go further, like if you want to put out content with a purpose, like, hey, here's our content and we want this to make people buy this product or we want it to make people feel this type of way or we want people to watch this movie we created. You got to spend the time pushing it in front of everybody because I feel like a lot of people will push things and just because, I don't know, let's say everybody in, and we'll just use this as an example because we live in Toronto, everyone in Toronto sees it. You feel like everyone in Toronto has seen it. Cool. But you have to realize like how big the world is where it's like there's so many people that haven't seen it. And like focusing on distribution, it'll make you really realize like just because you got 100,000 views on something in relation to how big the world is, that's not a lot when you really think about that. And there's so many other people that could see it. So it's like think about that when you're trying to get out there because if you want things, if you need eyes on stuff in order for opportunity, in order for whatever – like the execution of whatever you're doing, you got to focus on like the distribution part. And that's like, I think another important part that falls in that process of go out and shoot, get your work out now distribution. That's big. Like, yo, there's, there's so much, there's so much things that, that come, come racing to my mind just in terms of like shooting now that I'm like really thinking about it. And it's like, I I seen something where it's just like this is actually something that reoccurs often mm. where as a creative we we undervalue ourselves and because we start undervaluing ourselves not all of us some of us undervalue ourselves and because of that brands and then businesses undervalue us and like they always want to compare like say I know say I don't know my value and you know the value of like what it is that we're mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. This amount. And it's like super underball, like low ball. Mm-hmm. And then the next guy's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, yo, 
Josh, I want you to shoot something and you tell them a price. And they're like, no, but why is it so much money? Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's like, people are charging this much. It's like, yeah, that person doesn't really know what they're charging, what they're doing. And it's like, it's like, just like after, not even after, it's like with all this experience of like shooting and don't ever think for once that's like, you know, going out and shooting doesn't count towards experience. It's like you go out there and you're shooting and you're practicing and like, even though you may have one or two published or like, whatever it is that one main video that you've done for like you know the five years that you've been doing videos but you've been going out there and shooting you have five years of experience like give or take however you want to like chop it up to to it being experienced but that's still like five years of experience of of practicing and honing your skills but yeah it's like a lot of people might go out there and like you know they're shooting so much but yeah i know i get it it's like you're part-time or whatever the case is but so much people are doing doing this where it's like yeah you know i i go out there and i shoot like twice a week and i'm learning and i'm 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 good at what i'm doing give me 200 bucks and i'll do it and after it's like the next guy who does this for a living who like really takes it serious does go out there and practice or, and does like, you know, do real work. And they're like, you know, they're getting low ball just because like the next guy is doing this like on some side, on some like side stuff, but it's like, they don't understand the value and the scale of their work. And it has nothing to do with like their skill level and their needs and wants from, from the project. It's more so knowing like the value of what it is you're about to do for somebody, regardless like I said, regardless of like, you know, everything else because you're potentially like like screwing up this whole bit this whole industry and people aren't looking at it as like something that matters or or whatever the case may be. Well you know I had a conversation about this and I say this the one part to that is the uh there's a there's that weird cast twenty two where like Example, a lawyer pretty much isn't going to do their services for, for fun, for free, because they don't, they probably don't love, like they can love what they do, but I'm pretty sure if there wasn't like a lot of money in being a lawyer, people wouldn't just walk around and be like, hey, let me just represent you for this for free. Like, I know they do that or whatever, or maybe that's a bad example, but there's certain like, comp- there's certain industries and certain jobs that people only do mainly because it's a good, well-paying job, right? Mm-hmm. The thing about like the arts in general, whether it's, film video photo anything in the arts design anything the one thing i think is that people that do the arts they love the arts like this is something they've been doing so they would do it whether they got paid or not so it's like when they get paid it's like wow amazing i'm getting paid for what i do would do for like it for fun you know what i mean or i would do in my spare time or i would do just in general so that's the cash 22 for that part right yes like i think um there is the the, the thought of when people lowball, like now that a lot of people are getting into this in the sense of like part-time, they could still have a full-time job and something else. And then they just do this like on the side. So yeah, they necessarily might not need uh, to charge money for it or a lot. So they say, Oh, this project I'll charge $200 for while someone like you're saying does it full-time will be like, this will cost $4,000. And then there's that discrepancy in price. And then someone's like, Hey, I don't understand. But I think that's where it's like the person that does it full-time and the person that's serious about this has to, know how to communicate to that client what they're getting and like everything that they're getting. Like you're not just getting a service. Like I'm not a hammer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like artists need to understand that they're not hammers. You're not a tool. Like, and it's kind of perfect because right now we're watching a commercial and there's like a tool on the on the TV, but tools are used to get a job done. Right. It's, we're, it's more than a tool. Like if you're the artist, your job is to oversee the project. Your job is to make the client not make certain mistakes that they would make with someone who's just a novice or doesn't really know what's going on as well as what to do after the project. You know what I mean? Like all the things that come up during the project that like are random that you may not be able to know how to deal with the whole point of an expert or someone that's been doing it for a long time. They know how to overcome that kind of thing. So the whole discrepancy in price when it comes to uh, people like just kind of like low balling or whatnot or not knowing their value for things that it doesn't have to affect anybody personally, as long as I feel like you know how to communicate why you are at this price and why it's higher than this other person and whatnot. You know what I mean? It's really, it's just that communication part. It's that you're able to verbi- verbally um, let that person understand. And and that's not necessarily within the jargon that we speak when it comes into film, because 
we can be like, listen, we're shooting on a blah, 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 blah with this, this, this. And like the dynamic range is blah, blah, blah. And like we can say all these terms that yeah, don't no mean anything. <laughs> yeah, they don't get that. But so you have to be able to break it down in, in English and in, in a layman's term that can be um, digested by someone that doesn't know anything about that. So I think that's where that kind of falls there um, when it comes to that uh just being able to communicate why your thing is there and hey like you said like the experience like experience is everything like hey you're not gonna run into any problems because i've been doing this for so long and i know what it entails and what i'm not gonna do and yo actually we can talk about this just in general for pricing i don't think you should ever compete on price like if you have a price and someone says hey I went somewhere else and this person quoted me this much and it's like a thousand dollars less. You should never say, well, I'll drop down to 500. Like don't ever do that. Like don't ever compete on price. If this is something that you've been doing, if this is something that you know what you're good at, you know what it entails. Don't compete on price because that game is a game. I think a lose, lose game because someone that's going to want a discount from you and want it cheaper. All that's going to happen is they're going to make it. They're going to be the ones that are going to give you a harder project. I don't, ever can think of someone that like projects that I did for like big budgets were always like the most easy peasy like it's just so fluid like oh cool that's a pre- cool okay cool here boom 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 everything goes whatever it goes smooth it was the projects that I ever like took a discount on or I ever said okay cool and then someone that's like okay I don't I just need to get this and blah 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 and they make it seem like it's gonna be the easiest project in the world those customers usually are the ones that make it like a friggin nightmare like that's just like that's just fact like the customers that lowball the customers that try to get the cheapest stuff usually are the customers that are going to be the hardest to work with so then in a day it's like you know what need what the number is needed to make this work like stick to it if it's going to be five thousand for this project don't drop to three just to get the, the job because dropping to three is going to make you have to cut so many things and overwork and the next thing you know they're going to want 10 million edits and all this kind of stuff and it's going to be like nah, you got to set those guidelines though exactly I mean, I, the mm-hmm. last project i just um sent out a pitch for sent out all my terms as well where it's like mm-hmm. yeah don't ex- don't expect or think that you're about to get to be like yeah i want like this edited and after when i sent you that rev- like that edit you're like yeah i want this edited too and it's like all right cool you could have said that the first time so it's like laying out those guidelines for people. Yeah. Putting guidelines into contracts and paperwork is, I think, will save you 100%. Um, <laughs> it's like the fact that you having verbal, con- like verbal contracts are great and I get it. Like if you've been working with someone for a very long time, that's fine. Like, yeah, it's like you get it. I get it. We, we know what it is. But what I've realized is verbal contracts don't work for everybody, especially with people you've never worked with before. Oh, no. Nah. No. Nah. You you gotta put you gotta put that out there and be like this is what it is and set the terms and let them know like hey I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go lower than than this and I'm not gonna do this and this and this more for this price and if it goes more than that it's that but I don't know it's that lately I've been watching a lot of like sales stuff um, this one guy's name's Dan Locke uh, if you guys want to check him out uh, and he's just like this salesperson it's just really interesting to see how he was he had this conversation where he was selling a uh a guy wanted a almost like a mentorship thing with him like a it was a two-hour conversation he charged five thousand dollars an hour so it'll be ten thousand dollars for that two-hour conversation and the guy and he's like i will teach you how to do sales i'll teach you how to close a client all that kind of stuff and the guy on the phone was like hey um ten thousand is a lot can I like get like maybe some kind of discount, maybe do it like an hour and a half for like 7,000 or like six, like whatever, something like that. And then he paused and I was like, I want to see what this guy's going to say. And he's like, I'm, I, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to teach you how to sell. If I was to give you a discount, what kind of salesperson would I be? And the guy's like, Oh, you're right. And like, if you watch the rest of that video, it's pretty much, <laughs> he gets the guy to, to, to commit to the ten thousand dollars and then he does like say okay cool we can do an hour here and a half an hour another half an hour what we can do is maybe do a payment plan if you can't pay the ten thousand all at once like you know what i mean but like he never compromised his price he didn't ever go say okay i'll go down lower so it it was just cool no because and that's another thing it comes down to it's like that um that what is it that triangle where it's like Price, like you know you can't you can't have 
all the great things and like not pay a lot of money where it's like what is it quality oh, yeah, quality quality, quality time. time and quality time and price I so it's like so you, you're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna pay like zero dollars and get like the best video and then it's gonna be turned around at like the In best time like you <laughs> yeah. know you're not gonna have all three of those things so it's like you're gonna pay a lot of money if you want to have the good quality and the turnaround time you know you're not gonna get a good turnaround time if you don't want to pay the money or you're gonna have to compromise on the on the quality i mean like choose like, if you want the turnaround time to be like two days then cool like you can get a two-day turnaround for for like whatever the prices that you're paying well like the quality is gonna like suffer trash yeah you know what i mean it's like like you gotta find like a good medium be- be- between everything. If like you're really trying to get something that you're satisfied with, pay for it. Or if you care to get something really good, yeah, like just fork out the money that you need to fork out. Like, wh- I don't know. Like, what's something that you like people buy that like is, um, people spend a lot of money on, and they, they're they're willing to spend a lot of money on. Like, what would you say? I'm trying to think like if product. food makes us, if food is a thing, food, mm. shoes. I don't know. I'm trying to think because like there's certain things where it's like with doing a lot of these, um, I've been to a lot of these, these PKs with, with, um, like Nike, for instance, mm. where they talk about technology in the shoes and it's like, What's PKs? Right, uh, product knowledge. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, you get what you pay for because, when you when you go and you see a pair of shoes like and I'm talking about stuff that you need for performance or for okay, yeah. not just not just like all right cool I'm going to go walk around in these shoes like all right cool like whatever that doesn't matter mm-hmm. but when it comes down to like say you you want to go work out yeah. and you want like the you know a proper workout shoe that's not going to break in like 10 days knowing your workout regimen and like stuff like that it's like yo you can't you can't go to the gym with a running shoe because like one you're gonna break your ankles like you're not gonna have the stability that you need and then it's like you know you get what you pay for it's like the more technology like when you see these these prices are crazy and when i say technology it's like that's their terms that they use it's like yo they put it's not like like you know electrical yeah yeah yeah. but it's like you know it's like like ultra boost technology. Well, not that, but like for like yeah, that is that's yeah. ultra boost. That that's the deal. But like that, yeah. that would be like you know the foam is the ultra boost, and it's like that's the tech developed to like give you the ultra comfort. Mm-hmm. And then after it's like you know for for um for Nike, it's like it's the f- not the foam um the air bubbles like in mm-hmm. Air Maxes and stuff like that. And it's like yo, that's like they they put air into it so that you have that comfort that bounce whatever it is and depending like say if you're playing basketball it's like do you want something that does this do you want something that does that it's like all right cool you want like the ultimate grip then here are you a fast player you need to stop on a dime then here we're gonna do this to the shoe if you're like if you're a fast player like lebron but like you're like 300 pounds then it's like yo you need a shoe like this that's not gonna like flip over when you stop on a dime because you're running fast mm-hmm. and you're stopping and it's like when you stop it's 300 pounds coming to a stop is your shoe gonna fall apart if you go buy a hundred dollar <laughs> shoe yeah it just might fall apart you know what i mean but um yeah like that's like there there's like it comes it comes down to like stuff like that where it's like you you kind of get what you pay for mm-hmm. um yeah you get what you pay for so I mean, if someone's going to sit down and say, yeah, I want to charge you so much cheaper than the next guy, it's like, you should really look into what the next guy is about to bring to the table because Mm -hmm. more times it's not just, hey, I'm coming with my camera. You know what I mean? Like even, even down to like, I'm coming with five years of experience. I'm coming with, you know all the knowledge of how to properly color and capture the moods mm-hmm. that you might want to capture. Cause like, that's the things that some people that do this as a hobby don't really understand or know. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to capture the moods with color. They don't know how to capture like certain things or it's like, or even just coverage during the shoot. Yeah. They don't like, know. They might overshoot. Like, they might del- shot there or undershoot. Yeah. They might, del- they might over deliver in a sense, but it's like, did they capture the mood properly? I shot a video where, you, we could have shot so much more, but did it capture and would it have captured and driven the same message? No. Mm-hmm. So like that's even that comes down to like another thing where it's like challenging your creativity for the people that are actually doing this 
you know even as a hobby i guess you could say but like especially the people doing it full-time it's like yo challenge your creativity like go out there and like when you go to shoot challenge yourself to come up with like these new ideas these new scenarios these new methods that you might not see but it's like you think of where for instance i watch cartoons and i watch like cartoons and anime and stuff like that because they have the the angles that you would think you can't achieve being human or whatever but it's like yo they're very much achievable you know challenging your creativity isn't just your frames and your color and stuff like that it's it could actually also be challenging yourself to use the tools you have in different ways where it's like you might not have a crane but you have a drone so like operate that drone like a crane or um i remember one shoot i was shooting with a guy and he had a drone and he knew only like the basic the stuff that everyone did but i'm like yo hey how about we make the drone do this and this and after he's like yo i never thought about using a a drone like this and i'm like yeah but this is the tool that we have let's use it to the best of our abilities let's try to be creative with it let's try to do new things with it where it's like he had it tracking the artist that we were shooting but we made it we we pretty much i controlled it like a crane where we made it go up and down and like you know doing like certain type of swoops that you wouldn't really think of making your drone do so like yeah just you gotta challenge i think challenging your creativity is great like i think that's key Mm -hmm. and and you know what like you're saying too like having like less stuff sometimes it like does push you i think to go further like with all these like cranes and and i don't know uh gimbals all these all these things drones all that kind of stuff it's like when you don't have it and you're forced to like try to figure out how to get this shot without it. And I think it's also coming up in a time, like I came up in a time where necessarily a lot of stuff didn't exist and now it does. So getting those things was like, all right, got to get it handheld because like a steady cam is way too much. Like now we got Ronins and gimbals that are like under a thousand dollars when back in the day to get a steady shot, you needed a steady cam and a steady cam operator and all that jazz. That was like $11,000, you know what I mean? Or like a guy cam with the arm and the vest, all that jazz. Yeah. We don't need that stuff. Anymore. We don't, we don't need like necessarily that I mean, stuff has come, it's come down in price so much. And but see, like, that's, that's another mm-hmm. thing where it's like price matters. It's like, you need to know what you're getting. So like if someone is charging you, certain amount of money it's like you know you might be getting that guy with you know the the drone guy or or whatever it is that costs extra money because their knowledge and their experience with it is different from like someone else's where it's like yeah okay cool i need that guy because his his experience and his knowledge means that he's going to deliver something that i'm not gonna be able to deliver exactly was that finished like lightning? Yeah, it's about to thunder oh it's lightning. about to like thunder lightning storm over here but um, yeah, and another thing too is like even aside from I guess we're, we we were talking more about like production I guess, but we haven't really thought about like the end product too. Like your end product that you're gonna get is it gonna be something that can last for a long time? Like me and Will's, we shot a video, um, in New York. How many? Well, how long ago this was? This was like maybe two. The I am video two years ago. The which one? I am the one in uh, New oh, York. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, like we shot that like two two years ago, um, 2015. Yeah, it was a 2015. And the final video, like the product is like, if you look at their 2016 video and later on, like it legit was like trying to emulate what we create for them in 2015. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like when you create a product that that's that good, that they're like, it becomes the case study or the standard. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like people spend the money because it's like they need they would just want the quality that's going to last like what i'm trying to think of a good product like you're not going to buy like you said the shoes like you're not going to buy a very cheap pair of shoes to go play uh sports in if this is like your profession because if they fall apart like why are you going to keep buying buying new ones if if you're if you're a high profile athlete or Mm -hmm. like you know someone who aspires to be that then you're not going to go buy like the cheap shoes that are going to fall apart after you do one crossover um or like a leather jacket like you're not gonna buy a cheap leather jacket. you're gonna buy like why do people buy like a very expensive purse you know what i mean like it's better something to last yeah you want your leather to last like you want your video to last you want it to be timeless you want it Mm -hmm. to be the standard and like that that doesn't mean like that has to be the standard for you necessarily like you could always raise your standards do better Mm -hmm. um but you still want to create those timeless pieces 
that that people are gonna look at ten years from now and be like, oh yeah, that's cool. It was like you know that and that's that's another thing was like what you pay what you get for like or you get what you pay for mm-hmm. because if you're paying someone to just do you know if you pay next to nothing to get someone to just do the quick job or whatever think that yeah it's cool this looks good yeah it looks good right now but like in five years when you know you want to talk about your business or you want to talk about whatever it is and show people stuff is like is this works there is this video is this photo is whatever it is is it still relevant is it still gonna feel like you know it's good or is it gonna be like oh wow that's like a overly like at one point we're going through that phase where everything was like crazy with like the blues Mm -hmm. you know i mean everything was overly blue now we're like gone to more of a warm everything was cool back in like at Mm -hmm. one point cool and all white and now things are kind of like leaning towards i feel i'm starting to notice things are leaning a little bit more to the warm side now and like yeah and like i think they i'm trying to think everything like a lot of people like their palettes were like very what i'm noticing a trend of is like palettes being monochromatic Mm-hmm. Um, where, and for anybody that wants to challenge that, like, look at the stuff that you're doing. Like, I'm not talking about the subject's skin tone because, like, that can't be controlled, like, over the top. But, like, what they're wearing and their scenery, it might be, like, a whole different types of blues or, like, different types of greens, different types of reds, whatever the case may be. So it's like, all right, cool. We have this yellow background. He's going to be wearing, he's going to be wearing, he or she's going to be wearing a yellow top. And it might not be, it might be, like, you know, one type of yellow in the background and after it's like mustard yellow like shirt or what what the case may be or like you know deep blue background and and ocean blue garments it's like yeah mm. people are like on this monochromatic so it's like are you trying to like do something that's gonna feel timeless or it's like yeah you could do you could do things with those trends and make it feel timeless or you could just follow it to a t and then it's like all right cool in a year when i look at that stuff it's like oh yeah, the right, people are like cool. this video like, is so two thousand, whatever. Yeah, or it's like, yeah, all right, cool. It's a, it's a, it's a cool video, but like mm-hmm. that's it. But it's like then there's certain pieces that you see that's like, yo, that video still, it still means something. Like right now, and I don't know that people might be like, oh, but it's Michael Jackson. But if you look at a Michael Jackson video, it's like his his videos still work. Like Drake did an album like he just dropped his album and like he has a Michael Jackson verse that's obviously or verse or hook or whatever the yeah. case may be that's obviously not recorded recently but just because of like you know the way he did his work it it's timeless like you know you could like drop you could drop that chop it up or however way you want to and like put it in there as like unreleased music and it still sounds like something that fits with what's going on today yeah because those guys focused on quality it's like it's it's still timeless no matter what. And it's just like that. Yeah. Like you're saying with the whole thing with quality, what what people are willing to pay for, like educating, like educating people on the value. Like I, I think people are understanding the value of digital content in general. Like that's the way we communicate right now. Like you want to sell a product, you want your business being sold. I don't care if you're an accountant, you're a lawyer, you're selling uh, parts for vacuums, like whatever you sell, the digital content that, needs to be created to communicate why people need your product is the most important thing right now, hands down. It doesn't matter. Like it's always going to be one of the most important things. Like before it was making flyers and, and, and it was print media and then there was like radio and there was commercials there. But right now everyone's on social. Everyone looks at social. Like people aren't watching cable commercials. Like let's be honest, like realistically, unless people are watching like the Super Bowl. They're watching the commercials. What else is there? Maybe if it's during the uh, playoffs for the for something. But like, what happens when like people are watching a commercial on television? Comes up, a commercial on television comes up. You pick up your phone. That's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You pick up your phone. You're looking at it. So all the work at the end of the day is everything is being consumed on social media, and that's where all the digital content's being put there. So if you're gonna be like serious about your business, I don't care who you are, what you do, you gotta value. Um, film work video work all that kind of stuff and you can't use it you can't be looking for discounts and something cheap because it's great yeah you're gonna get a discount you're gonna get something cheaper but necessarily it's not gonna be a better product and if you do find someone that somehow gives you a a discount and they're freaking amazing 
yo, you better count your blessings and then yeah, actually the next time, to be counted. yeah, like count those damn blessings because like I think next time just give them a raise. Yeah, and then be like, hey, you know what? This person, like, listen, I gave them like less than what they are worth. At that I've time. had moments like that where like whoever's paying me has been like, yo, like here's your pay and after it's like when i get the transfer when i get the checks like oh mm. there's extra money and it's like yeah you know we gave you uh as you can as you know what it could be like in the sense of like they they tipped me or like yeah. you know they gave me or this a is bonus the bonus yeah because like it's like yo like what we got was like extremely good and it's like we definitely got more than what we paid for so it's like all right cool like here like we're letting you know that we appreciate you mm-hmm as a like and that helps that helps me as a creative feel like i'm i'm appreciated and like my work is is you know of value in in some sense as opposed to like all right cool like yeah or like yeah you know like because there's been moments where it's like on the on the flip of that where it's like people it's like as soon as you send them whatever it is it's like they don't even pay you or respond to you mm-hmm. so it's like but the thing about that too is like, no matter what, even if the people don't let you know that they value your work, you know that like the value that goes into that work, regardless of like what they're going to get out of it. Like, you know, they're going to be getting like, I don't know, depending on what the person does. Let's say the person's selling some type of whatever, they're going to now make more sales because of this video at the end of the day. Like, yeah. No matter what they want to say, they can say, oh, and try to say, you know what, it's because we have an amazing product. The product is selling itself. No, it's because the driving vehicle that got in front of people's eyes at the end of the day. So, you know, that's, that's definitely, that's a whole conversation at the end of the day when it comes to value content and like, or value time and money. You know what I mean? You can't expect to get all, if you're not going to give all the monies, <laughs> but uh, it is what it is. You know what I mean? But again, this all stems and starts from what we were saying from the jump before you even get down here, you got to make sure you get out and shoot right now. So, we're probably talking to somebody out there right now who like has been like sitting on footage, maybe. Well, like even I've before sitting, sitting on, footage. on footage, I think I'm sitting on footage. To be honest, what I even say before even sitting on footage has their camera, has all this equipment, has all this stuff, and hasn't actually gone out and used it. You know, you you're maybe watching tutorials on YouTube. You see the new this comes out, and like let's say you got a disposable income, or let's just say you you cop it. You get all this stuff. You start building up all this gear. And then you don't actually go and use it to its full potential. If like that's you right now, like put up your hand and say, this is me. I have that problem. Now I'm going to go fix it. Yeah. <laughs> and like go out and shoot. You know what I mean? Because you know, you're not going to get to the, the, the stuff we're talking about now, where it's talking about the money, the, this, the, that, the working with different people, brands, meeting people, getting to, to just expand like your cultural horizons in the sense of getting to be around so many different types of people. None of this is going to happen if you don't get to just the basic part of going out and shooting. Like facts. That's it. If you don't go out and shoot, none of this can happen. You can't expect to, to, to meet this person, meet that person, start working with uh, celebrities, brands, companies, um, creating some amazing visuals or stories that people are going to like might change someone's life. You might you might be the person that's going to create a short film or a short skit or something that might save someone's life that might have committed suicide or something. Or might you might work on a project that has so much meaning to somebody that that just helps them. Like you never know. You know what I mean? What it could lead to. And that's the one thing I love about this world when it comes to film video digital is like what we create can have such a big impact that we have no idea where it's going to lead us to because it's kind of unconventional it's not like every day we walk into an office every day we're walking somewhere else like one day we're walking onto a set next day we're home for three weeks editing the next day we're in a different country like we don't know but if you don't go out and just go shoot bro you're not going to know any of this and that's the main thing we want to get to you today is to tell you to get out there just watch a cringe video this guy took a screwdriver to the glass of like <laughs> is this the, the one where the guy does the like tells you how yeah. to clean it and no, stuff he's doing a durability test and like oh. he's just yeah he's doing like crazy stuff damn there's a guy who that's like i don't know if it's a, if it's a crew or whatever they do something funny where they're like they show you how to clean your camera but they like do it obviously wrong and, they're, oh, like, and they <laughs> throw it in like the washing machine <laughs> yeah they like get a hose and they're like oh i gotta get all the water in the sensor it's like what as actually oh Okay, I follow an account on Instagram called Filmmakers. Check it out right now. It's called F Film, like, but like instead of makers, it's just like M K R S. 
or if it's FLMKRS. Yeah. So there's this guy that's been like, like he shoots rap videos. I don't know if you could see him on there. And he's always like, like getting so hype. Like, I want to see if I can find it. He gets mad hype when he shoots, which is funny, which is cool. And I'm just like, damn, like these gimbals out here must be strong as hell. Because the way this guy is jumping up and down and just like going ham. Let me see if I can find it. Filmmakers. It's crazy. No, like, no. When you see it, you're going to die of laughter because, oh, shoot, what is it? <laughs> Hold on, ladies and gentlemen. One moment, please. All right. I'm about to send it to Wills right now. So this guy, and he is been doing this. So if you guys go on the account, it's called Filmmaker. So it's F-I-L-M-A-K-R-S. So no E. Um, you see, see this, this guy? Before. This is crazy. <laughs> Why is he dancing like this? Yo, this, the guy who's filming like these music videos, he's more hype than the actual artist in the video. Like this guy is going ham doing the black boy JB shoot dance, all that jazz. And it's like, he's the one with the gimbal in the hand. But I'm looking at him I'm like, bro, are you focusing on any composition at this moment? No. <laughs> There's another, I gotta see if I can find the other one. But oh man, it, that I just found that so funny, bro. But they've been posting his stuff a lot lately. And it's just like, again, I think he is someone that encompasses going out and shoot and Go having fun, and <laughs> having fun when you do that. Get your get your closest friends because you know what at the end of the day no one's gonna say no to to some new pictures or oh, no one's gonna like you know stuff like that so yeah just go out and shoot man definitely man like that's the thing who's gonna tell you no oh yo I want to take a couple shots of you can you like be my muse like unless a person's shy like whatever but everyone wants shots so yeah just get out there and do it I can't find the other posts um and when I find it I sent you it's mad funny. But this guy enjoys what he does, and I'm glad he enjoys what Enjoy he does. Enjoy what you do, people. <laughs> Enjoy what you do. All right, man. So, aside from that, um, was there anything else we wanted to touch on? No, I think that's a wrap. Um, we haven't really, you know, we haven't been engaging much on Instagram, but one thing I will say is if you listen to our last our last podcast, even if you listen to this one, jump in our DMs because I'm still, the topic is still open. Instagram TV, how have you mm-hmm. been using it? How have you been viewing it? And how do you feel about the other outlets that have been using it? Let us know. Give us some feedback. Um, And yeah, look out for some, some new things that we're going to be dropping soon. Definitely. We're spending the summer to shoot and create. Um, we want to utilize a lot of these platforms for you guys and create some like awesome content with it. Um, and probably now taking the podcast like a, another step further. You know what I mean? So just always just stay engaged with us. Like Will said, hit us in the DM. Let us know what you think about IGTV. And uh, I think that's it for today, guys. So Yo. with no further ado, make sure you guys go out and shoot. I'm your boy, Joshua Tubbs. It's your boy, Jay Wills. Challenge yourself. Challenge your creativity. Peace.